Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to the end of a very busy week, both for the automotive industry and for AutoLine. As you know, for the last two days, we've been hosting the AutoLine Supplier Symposium down at the Detroit Auto Show. And yesterday, we learned a couple of very interesting developments. Alcoa says that the new Ford F-150 is probably the tipping point for aluminum-bodied vehicles in the auto industry. It says all kinds of automakers are now calling Alcoa because they want to build cars and trucks made out of aluminum. The F-150 has convinced those car companies that aluminum is ready for mass production. Meanwhile, Bloomberg is reporting that the price of aluminum is heading sky high, at least for those companies that have not locked in long-term contracts and are trying to buy it on the spot market. They can expect to pay a premium of more than $300 a ton, and a ton of aluminum already costs well north of $1,700. That's why Alcoa is warning automakers, you better get us involved early in your product planning. Alcoa says that if it's given a three-year heads up, it can meet an automaker's needs. And since it takes about three years to develop a new car, the timing should work out okay as long as the aluminum suppliers are brought in early to the planning process. Another interesting development we learned at the AutoLine Supplier Symposium came from the panel of Chinese suppliers we had on the program. I asked them why, if China is the biggest automotive market in the world and growing faster than anyone else, why are they so keen to set up shop in the United States? And they told me, yeah, you're right, China is the biggest and growing so fast, but in their words, you never know. In other words, they're not so sure what's going to happen in China in the years to come. So they're hedging their bets by setting up shop in the U.S., which they see as far more stable than China. And you can watch that entire supplier symposium right now on our website at Autoline.tv. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of good information that came out of that program. Embattled Formula One head Bernie Ecclestone is stepping down from his position as F1 director and the Board of Governors, but he will retain day-to-day -day responsibilities. Bernie is stepping down because he's going to have to stand trial over accusations of bribing a German banker to the tune of $44 million. That banker is now in jail. Ecclestone does not deny giving the banker the money, but he claims it was blackmail. Very interesting defense strategy. We'll soon learn what the courts think of it. And in other Formula One news, former McLaren chief Ron Dennis will once again run the company's racing team. Dennis ran the team from 1982 to 2009. After that, he led McLaren's automotive division. But McLaren's F1 efforts have been disastrous ever since he stepped down. Well, here's something I'm sure the automotive industry does not want to see catching on. Hamburg, Germany is planning to ban all cars from its city center by 2034. Residents will then have to travel by public transportation, bicycle, or by walking. Dubbed the Green Network, the city will create a network of paths throughout Hamburg, which will cover 17,000 acres or about 40% of the city's area. But here's my Autoline insight. This is crazy. Here we are, 
with zero emission autonomous cars right around the corner that can play a pivotal role in urban mobility. I think the anti-car crowd hasn't thought this through very thoroughly. Hey, coming up next, we're going to take a look at Ward's Auto's 10 Best Engines. Here's another great thing about the all-around performance of our Dueler tires. A comfortable, quiet ride. Oh. At Bridgestone, our passion for performance knows no bounds. For two decades, Ward's Auto has been choosing what its editors consider the 10 best engines of the year. On AutoLine this week, some of the staff joined me to discuss this year's winners, and here's a taste of what that show's all about. Six diesels were in our competition this year, and three of them made the list, so diesels really made an impression on us. Uh, more so than the hybrids, the hybrids didn't do quite as well, but um, uh, yeah, so we evaluated 44 engines, uh, 36 of them gas, six of them diesel, two of them pure electrics, and then four hybrids. Wow, so uh, let, let's get into it. Christy, what really stood out on the list for you? Well, I'm a big fan of the 83 kilowatt uh, motor in the 500E. Um, that car is just a scream to drive. I mean, it's, it's 147 pound feet at zero RPM and it's just, it's just fascinating. So are you going to have to change the name of the award from 10 best engines to 10 best motors? I mean, we don't refer to electrics as engines. Propulsion systems. Propulsion systems, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what we say. But we, we've gone through this uh, when we first, uh, when, when Toyota introduced the first hybrid and, and, and then we started uh, testing the Volt and the Leaf and everything. We've done this exercise over and over again. It's, now, it's 10 best engines and, you know, when, when it, uh, the semantics get Tricky, we simply, yeah, we know it's a propulsion. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just teasing you guys. Of course, it, you should continue to call it 10 best yeah. engines. I mean, after 20 years, why not? Well, uh, what I liked about the Fiat 500E was this instant torque, which uh, a lot of people who are not familiar with powertrains uh, and propulsion systems um, don't realize how much torque an EV can have. Um, granted, it doesn't go 200 miles an hour, uh, but it does deliver instant torque and that was what was cool about uh, that engine. It's the vehicle you want to be driving when a semi is bearing down and there's this much space <laughs> to uh, get and, in front of it. And that's really what I was explaining to the cop who had pulled me over. <laughs> <laughs> ticket. It's an electric, it can't go that fast. Yeah. But He's not kidding. Well, what was the other electric on, on the list? Tom, you said there were two electrics? Well, uh, we studied two, but the Spark EV um, didn't make the list. It scored highly, uh, but, but we preferred the 500E. Um, the Spark EV actually makes three times the torque. It's rated at 400 pound-feet of torque. So we had both vehicles at the same time, drove them back to back, and it didn't feel like the Spark EV was making three times more torque. Um, so anyway, they're, you know, they're both good. The range is, is similar. You know, we were getting, I think, 85 miles of range when it was fully charged. So, uh, yeah, you know, the EVs did, did quite well this year. Well, I think we all noticed how EVs are making these huge strides each year in drivability and addressing the whole issue of range anxiety that, that everyone talks about. They're really doing a better job of that, and, and uh, both vehicles were, were a lot of fun to drive. Well, they're addressing it, but they haven't solved it. Uh, the range anxiety is very real for some people. Yeah. Joining me for that show from the Ward staff are Drew Winter, Steve Finley, Tom Murphy, and Christy Schweinsberg. You'll be able to watch that entire show in its entirety later today on our website at Autoline.tv. Anyway, that wraps up this week's Worth of Reports. Please join us again here on Monday.
Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.